Hello and welcome to MyScast with your hosts, Greg and Mike. Yes, this is it. This is the second half of our show with Earl from Trapped on Vacation. You remember, we were comparing East Coast Disney cast members with West Coast Disney cast members. And just about the time we cut it off, we were getting ready to talk about the food choices available. So let's not waste any time and get right back into it. Or is, is it unreasonable? Is the food any good? Okay, I'm going to tell stories about how before my time it was great, according to the older <laughs> cast members. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> when, when I worked at the studios, um, the cast members, a lot of cast members at the studios have been there forever. Literally really? since the beginning. Like, more, it seems more at, at the studios than any other park that I've worked, have there have been people that have been there for you know, 10, 15 years. You know, people have been there since the park opened, and they're hmm. still there. Uh, but those people said that when the park first opened, they had one, one cafeteria, one commissary for the cast members and the production crews that worked there. So they had these phenomenal chefs that would come in, and they'd just cook up the best food ever, and they'd sell it for 75 cents. You could get a big old plate of lasagna, homemade, brand new, you know, made fresh that day. For seventy-five cents, and then the rumor has it that uh, Michael Eisner's wife was a, a big shareholder in the Aramark Corporation, <laughs> and Aramark, who you know they run all the college catering, stuff, yeah. catering across country, and stadium, they're pretty much stadium food, yeah, pretty much crap food. They came in. It turned out that Eisner's wife had nothing to do with Airmark. It was just people made up an excuse that why are we getting this horrible food? Well, it sounded good. So, yeah, yeah. They villainized him even more through his wife. Yeah. So and his wife, yeah, that made her look like the bad guy. But she's the one who came up with Schoolhouse Rock, so she can't be all bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so it's it's just Airmark food. The good thing is at uh, let's see, it's at Epcot. The Disney MGM Studios and the Magic Kingdom, they all have Subway now. Really? In the backstage areas for the cast yeah. members. I, I so, can I mean, deal with that. It, it's, it's better than better than the, you know, the they used to charge salad by the pound. So you'd get the world's most expensive salad. You walk through, you think, you know, it's just salad. How much could it weigh? And then it's costing you like $9. Like, <laughs> oh, That's like three hours work. No, let's look at let's look at the MGM thing for a second. Could it possibly be that when the studio stopped actually doing productions there, that what the production crews expect as far as what type of foods they get? Because you go to the Disney Studios and see their commissary. Some of the best food I've ever eaten nice. was at the Disney Studio commissary. Now MGM does what virtually no production work at all. It's pretty much just the theme park. Would that be true to say? Well, at that point in time, what they did, they moved the um, right about. It was right about when feature animation opened up out there that they they stopped uh, with the with the all everybody commentary and they moved. They had a special cafeteria inside the feature animation building that they gave access to the the production people. Hmm. Now you're else. We, when I, I, I worked in an attraction at the Disney MGM Studios, and we had a cast member working for us who got a gig as a production assistant for one of the productions that was in town just a few years back. And? I heard a keyboard get hit, and then he's yes. gone. <laughs> Did he cut yeah, himself? Yeah, I knocked off? over my power strip. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
worked, he worked for Sheena, and uh, he ended up going over to there, and he'd come back with food every day, and we wanted to beat him up because he'd have this delicious, looks phenomenal plate of stuff, and we were sitting here with this slop on a, on a styrofoam, <laughs> you know, plate. But yeah. So, so is all is all cast member cafeterias run by Airmark now? All of them are. Yep. That's interesting. Because as far as I know, at Disneyland, it's still Disney employees. I don't think it's been. And what's the price? Oh, scratch that. Um, the Coronado Springs, if I recall correctly, Coronado Springs Resort. I don't think their cast cafeteria at the resort is run by Airmark. What, and what does it cost to eat? Uh, Days wage. All, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sub, well, the subway subs are about about thirty cents cheaper than subs in the outside world. Thirty cents. Wow. Yeah, but you're paying for for like a hamburger. You're paying like a buck seventy five or. You know, by the time you add in fries, it costs you six bucks. So it's know, a la carte then. No yep. combos, okay. Well, the combos, you know, the whole add a dollar thirty-five to get, you know, a medium drink and Some fries chips. and yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Airmark stuff, dude. Dude, yeah. when I worked at when I worked at the hotel, lunch was free. Oh yeah, the whole every hotel I worked at, the food was free. Oh, when I worked, okay, back to Bush Gardens. When I went, when I worked two at, weeks Bush, in at Bush, yeah, my two weeks at Bush Gardens. On my lunch break, I go in there and you know I ordered a burger and a, a and some fries, and they give me this big old thing. I pull out seven bucks out of my pocket, thinking this should cover it. It'll be two dollars, please. I'm like, what? <laughs> it give, was it was amazing. Give me some more. <laughs> so so yeah, that that was one perk. The only perk about working for Bush Gardens was. Uh, the, the super cheap food at the cafeteria. Not all the beer you can drink? No, that was the one thing that sucked was because, you know, when you got off work, you couldn't go to the beer garden and have beer. That blows. Yeah, because they're like, well, you could be working that day and a guest could recognize you. And, oh, you know, good Lord, okay. Yeah. Hey, that drunk kid's the guy who was running <laughs> my roller coaster. So I could, I could see their point. Yeah. How funny. Was he drunk when he was working here? So yeah, you couldn't do that, but but they did give you um, after after you're there for ninety days or six months or some strange amount of time, every paycheck you got a case of beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's not bad. Bud Budweiser or any any of their brands. Uh, any any Anheuser Busch product. Oh yes. Actually, no. Wait, wait. Scratch that. It was either Bud or Bud Light during oh. the holiday times. You got your pick. I have Bunch. a friend of mine who who works as a dolphin trainer at Discovery Cove. And uh, she doesn't drink beer, so every now and again uh, I'll go over there and just scan her fridge. Sludge wiser. So. Wow. Because you got wait does does uh, does Coors still not cross the Mason Dixie line or is that? No, Coors goes out east now. Because I, I I know that was Cannonball Run. Yeah. Well, I I worked with a guy at Disneyland in security who was at Vietnam, and he would only drink Coors. I'm like, why the why the hell are you drinking that water? Because of the beers I've tried, I gotta say Coors to me is like the worst I've ever had. But when he was in Vietnam, I guess Coors just supplied shitloads of beer for the guys, and so he stayed true to them because they supported them when a lot of people didn't in Vietnam. So yeah, Coors was a regional. Southwest, uh, you know, Rocky Mountains West kind of a thing. I just read a, a random, totally random article while waiting for a 
to, to meet up with a with a, another leader in a different area. Um, I was waiting for him, and I was in a Disney waiting room, and they had a some magazine for the foods people, like the the bar managers and the and the restaurant managers. And Coors has these glasses now that they they licensed out that they're they're pint glasses made of glass that are just like those plastic insulated glasses. So they're two layers. Really? But the bars that buy them can only pour Coors into them. <laughs> that is that is part of part of the licensing and part of the purchasing agreement. So that the bar if for 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 a certain amount of time they can only serve Coors in these glasses. That won't last long. So, so the Coors police uh, is going around to you know, and bar. exactly. Well, the other the other brands will jump in on that. Well, no, they they with the with the company that makes them and has the patent on it, Coors has the exclusive agreement. I just read that yesterday, so that's why I, it's just a random thought in my mind. Sorry, back no, on track. That's that's what, that's what a track? good random thought. What uh, a track. We're what's the track. what's the average starting wage for an employee at, at Disney World? You know what? I don't even remember. I think the last time I I think it's like six ninety five. What? What's your minimum wage in Florida? Five fifteen. Uh, no, minimum wage in Florida is like. Five seventy-five, I think. Oh, is that okay? Wait, that's whatever the federal uh, is. Though, I'm right? not sure. No, we're we're higher than federal. Really? Yeah. So then you're same as California, maybe. And what's your sales tax out there? It depends on the county. Osc- well, you're in two different counties Orange out county. there. Orange County. Orange County. Oh, yeah, or- Orange and Osc- what? Osceola. 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 Yeah. So Orange County is what? Uh, I think it is seven percent. And Osceola, or, or Orange County, I think is six and a half percent, and Osceola is seven percent, something like that. I forget. I just pay whatever the receipt. Tells whatever, me yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I would. I know. I know that the that the resort tax in for All Star and and uh, Dak Lodge are higher than than the rest of the property because yeah. they're, they're, they're in different counties. They're in Osceola yeah. or whatever you pronounce Osceola. that. Osceola, whatever. Now, <laughs> do you guys have? If you go to Vegas, for instance, you're going to have. Your sales tax, and you're going to have a hotel. They've got some kind of like hotel tax out there also. So you get taxed twice, or room yep, tax. You. you have that too. Okay. Yep. And we thank you, all the residents of the state of Florida. Thank you for coming. Yeah, I and bet. Paying your, our hotel tax, so we don't have to pay income tax. Oh, you bet, you dog. So, so, so everybody from around the world, I thank you. Well, actually, you thank everybody that goes to Disney World because probably those hotels alone turn. There's away. no state income tax in Florida. No state income tax in Florida. Yeah, but the property tax. That's why we have 18 million snowbirds down here that uh, they, they they live out of the state for 90 percent of the time, but they live here for three months out of the year. But they're Florida residents, just so they don't pay income tax. Sure, yeah. Why not? Must be nice. That's like Nevada has no state income tax. Well, sh- why would they need one with the gaming industry? <laughs> so when I'm out there in August and I'm going to drive up to um, Fort uh, Saint. Saint Augustine. Thank you, Saint Augustine. I when I was at the AIA convention, I happened to be sent next to a guy from Florida, and we started chatting up. And he lived um, just a little north of Orlando. I forgot the town, but he was telling me to avoid the four and use the four seventeen to get around Orlando. Um, would that be a wise move? It all depends what time of the day. If you're going in the middle of the day, go straight up by four. If you're going anywhere near rush hour, either way, whether it's uh, you know, in the morning or in the afternoon, I'd, I'd take 417 around it. Hmm. But if you're if you're leaving like Orlando around you know 10, 11 o'clock, exactly, just go straight up by four. Makes. 
Well, you know, I'm glad you can get uh, personal vacation tips from Earl. Well, that's, yeah, that's all part of the larger picture of what Earl's about, you know. Okay. He, he, he did a show in St. Augustine, so I, I, I was very into that show because I'm listening to And we are to, honeymooning in St. Augustine. Very cool. Now, the oldest I, city I, I, in I, I, the United oldest States. Oldest city in the United States, right? right. There. Yes, and, and the, the bed and breakfast where we are honeymooning was featured on the Travel Channel. Oh, very cool. As one of those haunted hotels. Well, it's funny oh, you should say that. We're we're going. I didn't know that <laughs> before I booked the trip. Oh, oh I was going to ask you where it is, but I have to do that off air. Um, yeah, we're going to do a ghost tour everywhere we go. My wife's really into this, and it's actually sometimes it's kind of fun. We go on these ghost walks. Uh, we've done it in Massachusetts, and in Plymouth, and in Salem. Uh, San Francisco, she's done one in San Diego. They're actually kind of fun. They're they're hokey, but you know some of the stories are kind of interesting because a lot of times the stories are based on you know true massacres or murders or something that you know supposedly now has sparked this you know, the ghost activity. But uh, I I highly recommend the Sheriff Ghost Tour in San Augustine. Uh, Sheriff. Yes. I have to look up see which one I've already got. Or I didn't have to put any money down, but I booked one of them. I forgot what it was called. And the lighthouse goes goes to her is is very cool as well. And see, I'll tell you what, because I got my years email. back there on Halloween night. We're looking at ghost tours of St. Augustine. They have a walking one and a, a vehicle one, but we're there in the middle of the week. They say only walking. And there's one that goes out on a, a little ship too, a little. Um, uh, well, I don't want to say a boat. It's definitely a little ship with a you know rig and mast and everything. So that looked kind of fun too. Oh, excuse me, Sheriff. I'll have to look that one up because that sounds like fun. It's a good time. Now we've done the. Um, I know you. The I think you said the original. Oh. Um, SheriffGhostWalk.com is the website. Sheriff Ghostwalk. Sheriff Ghostwalk. And I think you told me the or on your show you said the original, um, crazy guy place. What it's at. Uh, Ble- Ripley's Believe It or Not is out there, right? Yeah, it's like. Three stories. It's huge. Well, we've done the one in San Francisco, and I, you know, I, I gotta kind of wonder if, though that's the original, they have some of the same crap uh, in that one. It's kind of a chain thing going now. That's some really uh, bizarre well, and weird stuff. Yeah, you've seen you know? one shrunken head. You've seen enough. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, the like the I've been to the one in Orlando. The wax figures and stuff are the are the same. Like you know, they got the hot, they got the candle on his head and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, the the artifacts, you know, they can't reproduce ninety nine percent of that stuff. So the artifacts are what what sets it all apart. That's that's the cool stuff, you know. Just the the boat made of elephant poop, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing that, that stuck out in my head. I didn't I I edited that out on the show just because the audio was horrible. But there was a carved boat made of elephant poop. Nice. <laughs> Uh, only in Florida. Yep, believe it or not. I thought it's a redneck. Yeah, I thought Hollywood had some weird stuff, but that's I gotta say that's gonna take the cake. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Now you haven't done a podcast. Let's talk about your podcast for a second. We always want to pimp our other shows. You haven't gone out to the Cape. Is that not on your list of fun things to do? It is on Earl's list. It's just a matter of time. well, there's a launch coming up soon, but I don't think I'll be able to. I, I hate driving out there during a launch. Well, it's got to be oh, It's got to be a zoo. Well, back in back in the early '80s, when I was a little young girl, uh, my parents <laughs> took me out. We saw the first launch ever. 
back then my uncle used to work for NASA and uh, first launch of the space shuttle. You mean right? First, yeah, first launch space shuttle, not first like rocket. Okay, so launch. April eighty one. Yeah, yeah, you'd be an old fart. April eighty one. But we we saw the first launch ever, and ever since then I've been I was hooked on you know I wanted to be an astronaut when I was a kid. Then I realized I had to do math. Yeah. And I wasn't good at math, so uh, and a lot of physical exertion. Yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, you know, Earl, well, we according, according to Mission Space, I am qualified. Material. Are you? Yes. That's good Aren't to know. Aren't we all? Gary Sinise told me. Did he? <laughs> well, Reading from his cue cards. Yeah. I, I <laughs> know. Every time you arrive at Mission Space, look at his eyes. He <laughs> is totally reading. You can see his eyes going back and forth. And a friend of mine who worked over there said that when Gary Sinise visited. Um, he's looking up at, at the monitors and going, yep, look at me read those lines. He even admitted it. But you can <laughs> see his eyes totally reading the cue cards. He's not even trying to, to fake it. Hmm. That's too funny. Yeah, I, I have to say that in my time, I would have been probably too large. Well, in the Apollo days, I would have been too tall to be in a an Apollo capsule or anything before that. I'm not sure if there's a height in the, uh, the uh, shuttle, but in Gemini, Apollo, yeah. all that, I've been too big. Yeah, little dudes. Yeah, well, I'm four foot two, so it's okay. Oh, you'd be I mean, perfect. <laughs> they, this is, they just put you in the back and strap you in. You'd be okay. I'm just a little bit taller than, than it takes to ride rock and roller coaster. Uh oh. What, wow. Wait, what's rock and roller coaster's height requirement? Forty eight. Forty eight. So you could almost you could almost work as. Go ahead, guys. I know it's hard yeah. when you can't see each other's faces. You could almost work in the the mouse costume. What mouse costume? That's my <laughs> boss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Six-foot rat. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so uh, do we answer our question at all? I mean, <laughs> I don't think we did. I don't think we even... <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, tell you us know? why you think... Okay, let's get down to... We, we've kind of asked the questions comparing to what the Disney were, or Disneyland cast members, what you do. Why do you think... Um, the Disney World cast members maybe blow just as much as the Disneyland ones because you know there's another. Uh, I think it's, I, I don't think I ever actually said that. Oh, that's what Mike told me. You said. Go ahead, you know how silent Mike's going to be now because <laughs> no, there there's another brand new podcast out there. I think that's all I have to say. Where their first show was, you know, whether or not you should work at Disney World. Though they had some positive things to say, they seemed to have a lot of. Not so positive things, but they did suggest a college program and stuff like that for kids. Um, so, I mean, is it a good place to come make a career or retire and make a career? I mean, what's? I mean, well, I've been—I I wouldn't be working at at the company for eight years if I didn't think it was a good place to work. Now, now that that being said, there are other areas in Orlando that may be paying more, but but I, you know. Once again, I I wouldn't be working where I am if I wasn't having a good time doing it. And I think I think that could be if if there was any any reduction in the quality of cast, which I'm not saying that there is. I mean, 99% of the people there are going to be great, wonderful people. You're only going to remember the bad people. That's the, no. the, the cool the cool thing about working at at Disneyland or or Walt Disney World. So the guy who out there who saw the, the the crappy ass Disneyland cast members. Guess what? He probably didn't remember 88 percent of the people that were doing great because that's part of the show. That's what's supposed to happen. Is they're supposed to be wonderful, happy people. So you're not going to remember them. You're going to remember the people who, you know, the the one old crotchety guy who's been there for 18 million years and he's like, oh, have a nice day and blah blah blah. 
Whatever. That's funny because you know? I come, you know, my two trips to Florida so far, I came away thinking that the cast members in Florida were were handling things differently than, you know, fellow cast members were at Disneyland. And, you know, I'm sure they go home at the end of the day and, you know, B&M about guests, but I, I don't remember any overly surly cast members maybe a couple of the exactly. bus drivers but exactly and and but those those are those those are the cast members who stick out in your mind but i can remember the, more surly disneyland cast remember come on take a take a look at our at our pirates fiasco i've I mean, never been there yeah but you know the oh, cast yeah, i did hear that audio yeah the that cast was, members weren't up. yeah the cast members weren't that bad it was a lot of the the dfaps that were caught you you remember be put in that position to have a ride that you have no control whether or not it's going to break down. See, there's there's my oh, soft of side of Disney. You're the poor DF cast member that's going. God, I wish this damn thing would just work because you're taking the brunt of the crap. Where's the supervisors? Nowhere to be found. Right? They're they're up in the tower, you know, looking into the problem. And there you are, frontline cast member, trying to keep the smile in your face. You know, oh, show, them, there. show them that dentine smile. You know. Um, it, it's got to be a rough. I mean, believe me, security got into some situations, and I'm like, "Where's my freaking backup? Where's the Where's the supervisor who sent me over here to deal with this jerk?" And it's after a while, you you just want to deck some of these people. It's all right, but come on. We now, had, did that happen? Did that happen during soft openings or actually no, after the actual grand opening? Grand opening day. Yeah. Really? Grand opening. Although, day. look at Test Track. I mean, Poof. it happened. Yeah. Test Track. They were waiting there. I was holy cow when. During cast previews, I got there at 10 o'clock at night, and we were almost getting on board. The ride went 101, and they finally got a fix at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so we were waiting there for four hours to ride this thing. And then we get out there, and that broke down, right in the middle of the, the loop in the back, oh. where you're at a 45-degree angle. Yep. And I'm on the bottom. And, <laughs> or, I mean, I, I was in the, the far left-hand seat. Going around the outside loop there. Is everyone there. squishing on down on you? Yeah, there was a 300-pound guy up top, and my roommate, who is about 6'4 and about about 225, was on, in the seat next to me in the middle. And I'm on the bottom, and I'm, okay, I'm a little bit taller than 4'2", but okay, four, I'm four, still four, not the two. biggest guy in the world. <laughs> and I was even smaller after that. But yeah, Test Track broke down. That was heck. No, but, okay, we had, we, there was, you know, Supervisor management types. After we got cleared out of the building, they were handing out the the, the anything re-ride. but pirates rewrite. Yeah, yeah, the rewrite pass, right? Um, well, there was two people. One was the girl we talked to, yes. and one was the other guy who was disheveled. I remember looking at him; he had his shirt half untucked. You know, his tie was loose. Really? Oh, this was, was a slob. supervisor. He was slob, slob. With a his suit. shirt untucked and 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 a not, tie not, half. Not all the way untucked. You know when your shirt starts coming out, it starts kind of flopping over? Yeah, but over. still. Yeah. I was not impressed with his appearance, and he was close to being surly. He wasn't dealing with us. He was dealing with, you know, there were some genuine tourists in our crew. And how old was that well, How old was that kid? He, he didn't look very old at yeah, all. That's part of, part of my thing there is I think they've got a, you know, an in-trainee type hitting the road you know, and he he definitely wasn't happy to be handing out you know re-ride passes. And the girl we dealt with, you know, she was okay with it. We even made it have really? a bit of fun with her. But um, I was just 
completely surprised. And then that other dude we walked up to and asked him, hey, um, oh, any yeah, news? He, or, you know, and he, he full on, I, I still think to this day he faked it, puts his hand to his ear. Oh, yeah, we have no uh, idea. Like, like I never did that. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got a call I've got to go to. I mean, it was the timing was perfect. You know, Greg, hey, can you just give me a little bit of information? Puts his hand to his ear just without missing a beat. We not for sure. I mean, it's like he was, rant, you know, just are they using off a piece radios out there or Nextels? Uh, radios. Radios. FM. Okay. FM radio. We got we got the Nextels out here now. But, we um, well, you know what I'm so starting. Harder to do. Yeah. The fake trick with. Well, what I'm starting <laughs> to see now is some people not wearing their um, earphones and that the, the radios are. Um, just you can hear what's going over. I mean, that was a big no-no in my day, and I've seen that occasionally. I don't know if that's just a lazy cast member not wanting to wear the uh, the earphone, but it's what I, what I've noticed. Wait, the, the park operation or the or just because out here a certain some attractions have their own radios, but they're not on the whole park operations frequency. So it's the the whole operation radios. Well, you know, I got to say, I, Richard was telling me when I was at the park and I worked. Um, in the communication room, and it's now no longer part of security. It's part of fire, which, go figure that. But, you know, everything used to go through one main board. You know, an attraction would call 101 would usually be on the phone. But, you know, there are different people in different areas. Like the Mark Twain guy had a radio because uh, he was a lead. Uh, maybe the supervisors in the areas had radios. The park... Uh, not very many people on an attraction would have a radio, maybe the lead and assistant lead, but it's mainly suits and and such. But uh, I have seen some custodial guys walking around occasionally with a radio with no earphone on where it's just blaring away, which is a totally bad show. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. You know, I one. I got to say, all the way back to my 1975 trip, my first trip, and then my 1982 trip, I always thought Disney. People in Florida were friendly, but I I passed a lot of it off as Southern hospitality. The South is a different place than California, where we honk and flip each other off on a regular basis. Though I hear Nebraska something like that, people do loogies and stuff on car, but you know. <laughs> oh, we, there's plenty of road rage driving around out here, but I think I think it, a lot of it could be the Disney bubble too, because because of the immersion. Because when you when you drive into work every morning, you drive underneath that big huge archway that says Walt Disney World and Mickey Mouse and Goofy wave at you while you're driving in. So, you know, by the time you get to work, you know, you've been able to... Yeah, I think I think that has a lot to do with it. And, and out there, even though I've never been out there, but I know that across streets the day's in. That's, so, uh, that's a good question. When, you know, when, so, when do you think you're going to visit California? Well, originally we were going to go out there for the honeymoon. But back when we were planning everything... Uh, airline tickets were about 400 bucks, and uh, we said, "Well, we can get our hotel for 400 bucks here." So uh, that's what we did. It's just since we're already spending a, a crapload of money on the wedding, we figured to save a little bit of money, and we'll probably end up there probably next year, now, next summerish or so. Do they sponsor? I used to trade name tags sometimes. A guy, you know, from Florida, would be, "Hey, my name is Craig." Even if it wasn't, it's like. Oh yeah, here it is. I'll just tell my lose it or pay five bucks to get a new one. And you know, I, you know, and sometimes some guys would bring their their name tags with them and want to trade, just you know, a collection type thing. Do you? We had trips sponsored, you know, company trips. Hey, you know, between this date and this date, you can sign up for a trip to go to Disney World. You can stay in this hotel. It's this price. Do you guys have those to come out to the West? Uh, I have seen those on quite a number of occasions, but. Uh 
they always seem to be more expensive. Really? My, my first trip to my first trip to Walt Disney World was a cast member trip. When I worked when I worked in resorts, it seems like they had we had Disneyland cast members checking in all the time, left dig, and right. Dig this, Earl. Five hundred eighty-five dollars for a week. Really? That was hotel and airfare. Holy cow! Okay, what year was now, that? That was nineteen ninety. Five hundred eighty-five dollars hotel, and we stayed at the Club Lake Suites, which no longer exist, but. Um, and since we're all cast members, you know your your ID got you into the parks for free. They don't do that cross country now. You you have to use your main entrance pass now. You can't use you can't use your ID just to go in. So it's gonna count. It's gonna count against your sign-ins. So you yeah. have to use your main gate pass. Oh, that wow. blows big time. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I found that out. Um, for a while, we were letting in ABC cast members and ESPN, well, cast members because you know. Even yeah. though they're employees, yada, yada, yada. But matter of fact, the, the guy that went with me, between the time we signed up for the trip and the time we went, he quit. And I used my ID to get him in. They didn't They didn't stamp my main gate pass. Yeah, Richard did the same really? thing. He showed his main gate pass. Now, this is 86. He showed his main gate pass. He showed his ID. And they let us in. Didn't stamp it. But, you know, I there are a lot of cast members. I'm talking, you know, park cast members who felt that there was a huge change in the culture when Disney expanded and started picking up like ABC or when we picked up the rather people from the hotel. The Obviously, the hiring standards were Disney different to Disney Store. And our Christmas party at Disneyland used to be one night. Okay, now they got the rather people from the hotel. So now we're maybe up to two nights. Two nights. Now we got the ABC people. Okay, there's another one. And a lot of old timers don't really look at ABC people as part of the family. They're like the bastard child, if you will, or the the, the kissing cousin. They're not really a good a good fit. <laughs> they're they're not cast members, and they've diluted some of our benefits because can you imagine now how many cap employees abc cap employees there are if you start letting every one of them in free for everything i mean it's, oh, yeah. it becomes overwhelming at times so. and and the the funny thing is okay working at at resorts and on occasion up at the main entrance of the parks at turnstiles and things i have never had a bad experience with a disneyland cast member or a disney store cast member back when they were owned by the company who came to the parks to visit now, ESPN and ABC, on the other hand, yeah, I've had some good experiences, but on the whole, their wives, not the employees themselves, their wives were the most needy people in the world. Most what? <laughs> needy. Needy, huh? Yeah, it, it's just like... Television yeah. types, man. That's what the... But, but not them. They were, they were generally nice, but their, their spouses were usually horrible. I don't. I mean, it wasn't anybody who was actually on TV or anything like that. Just you know, random behind-the-scenes workers who I have no idea who they are, but their wives were usually horrible. Hmm. You mean like high maintenance horrible or? Yes, yes. Like I am so and so and so, and I'm from ESPN, or I'm married to this guy, and we're like. Who's oh yeah, him? yeah. 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 See that filled that with, filled with filled with their own self-importance. Yeah. See, I, I think. that. But, but the. the, the <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. It's. The Disney Store cast members, well, I used to be one of those back in Michigan a long time ago before I worked here. I started off up there. What Disney job have you not had? No kidding. You I haven't worked any place. Transportation. <laughs> nope. Yeah, exactly. Weren't no you paying foods, attention no transportation. Oh, you haven't worked in custodial now, have you? 
Uh, I actually have. Jeez. <laughs> well, in a in a in a what? Mm, yeah, how can I say this? I can't really say this without revealing Earl's secret identity. Yeah, don't do that. Then don't do. That's okay. I gotta say, when I went to work at the park, I, I was I went there for a part time job at a job fair, and I said, look. I've worked foods at Knott's. I've worked retail. I used to work in a camera store. I'm not working custodial. I don't pick up other people's trash. But, hey, you know, I'd love to work attractions or security. And what do you know? They hired me in security. I was really surprised. But I, I, And then I got hired full-time, which at the time did not happen at Disneyland. It didn't happen very often you, at all. You no. came in as a you know seasonal a cast member and got lucky if you got picked up to a casual and then CT got you know CR, yeah. and blah blah blah. That's how it's it's turning here now too. What? No, there's no how CT. There, there are no or C status. Well, it, it's getting to be it's getting to be they're hiring. Um, well, for a while it seemed like back in the 80s you couldn't get full time. You know you had to work here forever to get full time. And then back in the 90s anybody who came through, hey, you're full time. And that kind of backfired after a while because they were they were giving people benefits way too soon. And then recently, over the last year or so, it seems like we're getting fewer full-time cast members and more part-time cast members that are trying to get full-time, which I think is actually a good thing because uh, make sure that the people are going to be good, high-quality workers before, you know, make sure they're going to stick around. Right, make them earn it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and it, it makes it seem like a more important. That's the way. Like you read all. I read. I've read a whole bunch of books about working here back in the eighties, and the culture it seems has has changed a little bit. But I think by by making a full time position a more you know sought uh, you know sought after position, I think it, it could be a better long term for for the quality cast members, and that's good. Yeah, it is. And D- Disneyland has went to a either you have. You're you're a benefits employee or a non-benefit employee, from what I understand. At least security just got that in their union, and I understand the master services, which is the big union that covers most of the park, except for the the uh, maintenance guys, stuff like that. And there's a bunch of other little unions, but it's instead of fighting for hours, and they don't allow you to do that either. You're scheduled them or you're not. If you're not, you can't pick up an hour and add that in there to try to make your uh, status to get insurance, because most of the time it's about getting insurance and then they went through the whole you know domestic partner thing and it's it's been all over the place and as a business oh well partly business owner and a manager now i see what it costs to get benefits out and it's you know that's probably one of my biggest expenses over the payroll itself is benefits it's 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 very costly it's it's a big thing to to do now remember what i said earlier about the frontline cast members has no idea about what's going on no yeah. Remember that with my previous statement. I'm just saying that from my personal experience in my areas. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if they're actually cutting back on full-time cast members, but you know, I have no idea. Just that's what it seems like. You know, so I'm, don't don't take anything I said as you know Disney as whatever, the Bible. No, yeah, I, I have. Uh, well, actually, this isn't for you guys. It's more for the people who are listening out there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just a frontline oh. cast member who's doing. You're only talking to like three, three or four people, by the way. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah, very funny. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Lou. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> hi, Mr. Mark. Uh, uh, I know Richard told me there's some kind of animosity towards Disney World right now, and not probably to the average cast member like you, but 
Disneyland used to be the jewel. You know, that was the first That's park. Right. It was Walt's Park. And when I got hired there, my pay stub said Disneyland, a division of the Walt, uh, Walt Disney Productions or the Walt Disney Company. I think it was Walt Disney Company at the time I got there. And now it's um, Disneyland, a division of Walt Disney World. And HR through Disneyland, supposedly, according to Richard, is now high, uh, handled by Florida. And if let's say you've got a guy in a cubicle in Florida. He's your HR guy, and you're calling him up. HR in Florida is a lot different than HR in California. They might try to be, you know, uh, cutting back or consolidating, but the issues we have here in, in this kind of state with the unions we have and, and the type of people we have compared to Florida have to, I think, be almost 360-degree difference. And that's causing, according to Richard, uh, some problems, but probably more with old-time people who understand what's going on versus the average guy just hired off the street who doesn't know um, now, do the paychecks say a division of Walt Disney World or a division of Walt Disney Attractions? Uh, you know what? That's a good question because I no longer get one of those. I'll have yeah, to ask him, but he he told me it was of Walt Disney World. But if is does your save from Walt Disney Attractions? Well, I have direct deposit. I haven't really gotten a paycheck in like four and a well, half your years. Stub, your stub's going to say something on it. Yeah, well, it's all online. I look on the cast portal and it comes up. So Interesting. It doesn't really look like they don't mail you your stub? No. no. You can take you why it's that paperless thing. You can go look it up. Richard talks yeah. about this too. The because he sometimes times does uh, production work for Cast TV. I don't know if they share that out in your area, but. Here they've got this cast TV everywhere backstage where they try to. When I when know. I worked at resorts, um, and our internet access on the front desk is limited to the Disney Cast portal, Cast TV at Disneyland was a a very important part of my night at 11:30 to 12 when there was nobody around and <laughs> there's nothing to do. So it was on the portal, so we could look at it even though it wasn't us. So yeah, I, I'm familiar with that. We have. We have a version of that at um, at the theme parks, at least at the Disney MGM Studios and Magic Kingdom that I'm aware of. I'm not sure about Animal Kingdom or Epcot anymore. But did you do you guys have you heard us talk about uh, like Minnie's Moonlit Madness and uh, canoe races and all that? Do you guys have all that out there? We actually had the canoe races about three weeks ago. Did you participate? Did I partake? No. Why not? Because of canoe races, you got to get up at like 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> yep. yeah. They're at 6 o'clock before the park opens to guests. Yep. There's no way I'm going to get up at 5.30 in the morning, be at the Magic Kingdom at 6. The vacation home does not in. go, does not open that early, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, the canoe races were fun. I only did that once. I and did it one year and never again. I did it I did it at the production end. I was helping Richard doing some filming. I... I, I, I'm like you. I don't like to get up that early. We we did a film project for a security summer party once, and we had to go in the park when no cast or it wasn't open. So it's either late at night or freaking early in the morning. And uh, yeah, I just don't like to operate too many years in graveyard. Uh, uh, it's just I don't like to do that anymore. Isn't that the creepiest thing ever? Actually, I'll tell you. I'll give you creepy. This this is my story <laughs> of creepy at. at, at Disneyland when it's closed. And there are a lot of creepies, but this is the worst. Um, we have great moments with Mr. Lincoln. We don't get the rest of the presidents. We just get Lincoln. And one of our security keys, again, we, we used to have to carry these these boxes that had a clock on them, and they had these little 
keys all over the park. You'd put it in, turn it, and stamp a time on there to show that you've been in the area yep. to do your check. So you you had to go behind the stage where Lincoln is, and you go if you kind of glance over at Lincoln, he's slumped over in his chair. So I, of course, you know, I got to go check it out. I'm a Disney geek. I got to do this. And all that was missing was blood oozing from his head because I, I swear it looked like he had just been shot. He's slumped over in the chair, and a couple cast members have told me stories of where the animation guys were feeling a little mischievous and they were doing maintenance and would turn power him up about the time that they were looking at him and one person said they literally had to go get a fresh change of (laughs) undergarments because it just scared the crap out of him and that was always creepy that i to me seeing lincoln because he's such a realistic figure and looks like the president that got shot you're just looking for the hole i mean it was it, it just to me was a creepy thing Right. And, and the diorama where the dinosaurs are, not in the diorama itself, but if you walk the train tracks, because you can't see from one end to the other because it's, it's, it curves, and it, things echo. You, the rocks on the ground will kick and make noises. You can't see p- past the block light. There's just bright green light as you're walking from Tomorrowland, and you, you can't see beh- past it, and the rocks are making noises. Things are echoing, and you're like, you know, somebody down there? What's going on? You know, it's just... Some weird stuff, but the park is very cool to yourself. I mean, it just free reign, free access to walk in and out of anything. I found that pretty cool, but there were some creepy places. Any any other employee events besides canoe races? Uh, well, we have the actually we haven't had that in a few years. The Goofy Mystery Tour, um, which sounds like that the uh, minis whatever mm-hmm. up yeah. there. Is that the one? You have like, it's like a scavenger hunt, yes. sort of, where you go from place to place and you answer puzzles and do all that stuff. Yep, yep. Sort of. And you're tied together. Yep. The first time I went on, on that over here, I thought it was going to be somebody's like, yeah, it's Disney trivia. I'm like, oh, crap, I can do that. <laughs> you can't. They, they come up with the most obscure stuff. Yeah, and, to- and the Disney stuff was about maybe 2% of the total. Mm-hmm. So really? I was I was useless Oh, so it was not. Here, it was. Trivia? It was all like. Well, no, it was like cryptographs and and Sudoku puzzles. And actually, oh, no, this gosh. was before Sudoku, but but like that sort of stuff. It was all like random word puzzles and stuff. Oh. So it no, was nothing that took you from one end of the park to the other. I mean, like. Oh no! All the different all the different clues took you to different areas around the park. I, I, mean, I did I, it both at the studios and at Animal Kingdom. Because I remember some of the questions like, you know, how many teeth are on Monstro the Whale, right? So unless you know it, you have to run up there and count them. You know, how many... In a Jungle Cruise poster, where they don't tell you where it is, how many people do you see on the Jungle Cruise boat? So now you got to sit there and scratch your head. Well, where do you see a Jungle Cruise poster? Main entrance. Right. Well, there, there were those, right but what you would have to do, you would take, like, the numbers there, and then you have to multiply it by yes. a number that they find it yes. in, yep. In, yep. in the, you know this whole entire puzzle that you had to figure out, and I couldn't do that crap. Yeah. Hopefully the other count, team... Yeah, yeah go yeah, count I umbrellas. do the Disney stuff. But. Yeah, I remember that. There was one that was really interesting one year where the uh, the lines in the pavement um, at New Orleans Square were like a map. They give you a map. You had to find these intersections of lines in the pavement, and there was a number there, and if you didn't get them in the right order, you didn't get the number right. And if you didn't get the number right, you didn't know where to go next. I really? want that job, whoever makes those up. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you can smoke some dope and do this stuff because <laughs> some of this stuff's pretty weird. So not so, on Disney property. Not yeah, not on Disney property. The the, the eight foot stack of paperwork that I signed back in 1998, <laughs> part of the casting process that I didn't read half of them because like it's like eight feet tall and you sign the first three and the last three. Well, you sign them all, but you don't you read the first three and the last three. And I think I gave away my firstborn child in between there someplace. We'll and find out. My soul. But but I do, I do know that in there that you can't use illegal drugs on property, so that would never happen to me. Okay. Now, okay, you're you told me where you're from, and you we obviously know where you work now. So, you, do you think the theory of the Southern hospitality works in at all as far as the type of cast members that are working at Disney World? I think that has a bit to do with it, but not entirely. I mean, people move here from across the country, and why do they move here? They move here to work for Disney. So is it more... You know, the, people, the people who... There, there aren't many people who move to Orlando and work at Disney that didn't want to do so. Okay, sure. so that, that's a good good analogy because we're here... Yes, and, and it's one of the comments this particular podcast has. Well, it's a local park. It's kind of like a Six Flags. And I just wanted to reach through the computer and... and okay, you know, yeah. Uh, 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 you know, get this I got guy. your Six Flags winging. But we do have a changing demographic in the area. And, you know, the... The pool of people to pull from is not what it used to be, and the prestige of working at Disneyland is not what it used to be. Because no one the, moves to Orange County to come to work well, at Disneyland. Well, and the wages haven't kept. You know, there was a time when, let's say, McDonald's you made four bucks, and at Disneyland Foods maybe you made six bucks. Which would you choose? I'd probably take Disneyland, and they worked well with your hours. Now they're saying, and I don't know if this is so true or not, that maybe McDonald's is paying six, and Disneyland's paying six and a quarter, six fifty. Is it and worth it to go with, through? And they're not and working, they're not working with, with your hours anymore. Yeah. So which one would you rather do? In fact, I saw a sign at the McDonald's across the street from Disneyland willing to pay 10 bucks an hour quite some years ago when I worked at the park, but you had to work part-time. They were not going to work you more than like 15, 16 hours, but they'd pay you 10 bucks an hour, which is not bad, but um, no benefits and all that crap. But, yeah, people moved to Florida to work at Di- Disney exactly. World. Yeah. So I you mean, you like, get the DFs who want to work <laughs> for the park because they just love Disney so much. And there, well, there's also the people who who work there because it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, back yeah. a few years back, Eisner got a whole ton of flack for going on Good Morning America, and you know, and then when who was it that asked him about why whoever it was, Jane Pauley was it? I the, forget. The, asked asked. Uh, about the, uh, the about the low wages of the the cast members working at Disneyland and and Walt Disney World, and Michael Eisner said, "Well, a monkey could do their job," and he got he got a whole bunch of flack for that. Did he really say that? Oh yeah, he totally said. It. I never saw trained, it. He, he said that a trained monkey could do our job on Good Morning America on our own network. That must have been the and perky Katie Couric. No. Katie's she NBC. On, oh, NBC. she NBC. Well, you know but, what? I, I yeah, he said that, and and well, it, it that kind of pissed th- us off a that, little bit. That hurts. I I had the same analogy when our our grocery people went on strike, and you know they were saying how trained scan, you needed to be scan to groceries. scan groceries. And what happens? The the one of the major chains by me that have been striking for so long put in self checkouts, which they have at our Home Depots. And which line do you think I go to first? Man, I'm like, jing, 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 I'm in and out of there. But I guess I'm a trained monkey because I could do it. In fact, when they were on yeah. strike, I spent more time in the store that was on strike than the one that wasn't because 
the one that wasn't was busier in hell, and yeah. I didn't want to stand in line. But uh, uh, trippy though. They're you know, my my point about that that I was trying to make. Yeah. Was yeah. That, 20 well, ago? well, it's it's not rocket science, but and and sure, the Disney cast members we may not make as much money as people who work at other areas around Orlando. But you know what? We have a lot more fun. Sure you do. Yeah. So it's a low-stress environment. So so it, it, it equals itself out. I mean, the, I go into work every day. I have some. I have a good time. I, I come home at the end of the night, and sure, I don't have as much money, but you know what? At the end of the day, I feel happy about my job. Sure. So, I, and that's that. So, and I think that, that balances it out, and, yeah. and the fact that I have the vacation fiancé who's... Uh, who is, you know... Oh, that is sweet. To, is she there in the room with you? No, bring home a paycheck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was I, touched I, there for a second, I, you know? I thought you were saying it having, just... It, probably well, of course, of course that, but if I could make a smart comment, what would be the point? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, you know, we we go in, we have fun. Yeah, I guess I gotta watch how I say this. In in a lot of sense, he might be right. It's not terribly hard to do, but on the flip side, Disney has an image of what you know he is. What Walt established of what he wanted to do to entertain people, be the notch above or a notch or two above the local amusement park. So how do you do that? You've got to pay your employees well. You got to treat them well. And you know sometimes it scares me when I see the 18-year-old kid pushing the button on the roller coaster. I'm thinking, is he mature enough to do this? You know, what kind of training has he had? I'd rather see the guy that's you know late 20s, early 30s pushing that button because I think of the more of the maturity level. But you're not going to get that guy if you don't treat him well, if you don't pay him halfway decent, and you know have a good time uh, while you're doing it. I mean, Other parks around the country have high schoolers working their attractions. It's scary. In it's, order to work attractions at Walt Disney World, you have to be at least over eighteen. Well, that's so good that's, to know. You know, but yeah, I mean, for 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 what we do for a living, we get paid, you know, pretty well. It's not rocket science. I'm, I'm not saying that a trained monkey can do our jobs because that's you know that is just ridiculous. Yeah, the trained monkey went to monkey, the moon, monkey, or not to the moon, but the trained monkey went in orbit. You know, what I mean, so monkeys fly spaceships. <laughs> Don't knock me a monkey. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, because oh, I've worked at Disney, I can laugh and make fun of it. But, uh, you know, there's a certain level of uh, security, or not security, but um, safety that, you know, we put a lot of responsibility into young Definitely. people for. So, and it, when I hired into security, they told me you had to be 21, 21, which I was no problem being. And some of the guys had been there for a while had told me that there was a requirement one time that they were six foot. And I have to say they've really slacked off on that and the age requirement in the last few years from what I've seen in security. High school girls wearing security uniforms Oh, it's, now. it's actually scary. And what's really, you know yeah, what's really well. scary, Earl, is the security used to have what I would call a, a, a uniform, not a costume. I mean, this was a kind of reminiscent of a 50s cop, kind of a motorcycles cop kind of kind of uniform high, high top, with a yeah. real badge that was made by a badge company that makes badges for for cops now it looks like something you get out of a cracker jack box the costume really? looks like a bus driver and it's really pretty pathetic the people who check the bag you know the whole baggage check thing you come here it's it's a ticket taker it's not even yeah, security it's, it's, though the guys that standing at epcot didn't necessarily strike me as the guy that's going to take me down if i'm carrying the you know the uh, uh well they're the, all retired cops 
that, well, most of them are all retired cops. Well, that's good to know. But they're still wearing the, <laughs> the, the the kind of security costume that sort of looks like a security guy, and they're Those at all the heavy. Yeah, and they're all at the baggage check. Um, you know, and there's some sense that there's a guy with a badge versus just some guy with a name tag checking your stuff. Now, I found some people a little more thorough than the next, but you know that's just going to happen. Um, so I don't know. It's it's. I think the security staff here at Disneyland has really kind of gone down the toilet. But well, it's because of the dilution from hiring all the. Well, we'll just have to call up Ed Greer and and tell mm-hmm. Ed to to kick some crap and you know kick the crap around and, and get things in shape over there. So was Nunes still there when you were working? Did you ever work under Nunes? Ninety-eight. No. Okay, okay, but no, no, no. Okay, I got a cool Dick Nunes story. Okay, good. Back during the Millennium Celebration, I was working at uh, at Epcot, and I installed the wand, right? That is. Ah. But at that point in time, it was only going to be there for for eighteen months, and it was <laughs> going to be taken down. So we were happy to see it because it was a change, as uh-huh. because it was leaving. That was the good thing. Although then, of course, they left it up there. But that's a whole different story. But I'm out in front of an attraction during the press event for the Millennium Celebration. I was working. Um, as a greeter, and this old guy comes up, and he just starts talking, you know, just shooting the crap, and I'm like, hey, it's a pretty cool old guy, I have no idea who you are, didn't recognize him, I knew he was somebody important, because he was there at the press event, so he had to be somebody big, had credentials, and I'm talking to this guy for a good 45 minutes, he talked about how back when he was, when he was my age, I was 25, that he was... Uh, what was he doing? Oh, he said he was selling popcorn on Main Street USA at Disneyland, and uh, and then now he worked his way up and and he's like, oh, I never introduced myself. I'm Dick Nudis. I'm like, I'm like, holy cow! I've just been talking to Dick Nudis for for 45 minutes, and I, I told him that too, and he kind of laughed, thought it was funny, and then I did some research, and Dick Nudis never sold popcorn. On Main Street, USA. No, he started as a like a low-level supervisor or something, I think. Yeah, but it, it was kind of funny. Well, I, I as security back in the good old days, we used to pick up the executives from the airport and from their house and all that. And Dick Nunes is um, a busy guy. You know, he was he was the head of all the parks at the time I was there, and you know, it kind of flustered us that the head of the Disney Resort spent his time in Florida, because of course. Disneyland employees thought that their park was the first park. Um, they, well, well it, it was the first park, park. But, you know, we thought we were the crown jewel, but yet the resort's getting all the attention. But that's a whole other story. So I go to the airport to pick up Dick. The, the one big thing with picking up Dick is you don't take Dick home. You bring Dick's car with you. So there's two guys on this run versus one guy. And one guy circling LAX which I guess you can't really do anymore until Dick gets off the airplane. You call me, you know, Dick's on the way. So Dick comes off the airplane. And most of the people, I'm in my little kind of uh, suit security uniform, stand out in the crowd. They'd stop, shake your hand, how you doing, and, you know, go on. Dick never missed a beat. He came, said hi, and just kept going. So I'm, like, catching up with Dick, and he's, like, going the wrong way in the terminal. He's, he's Delta terminal. He's going towards the end. And I finally said, Dick, um... You know, some way out of here, I don't know. He looks up. He's like, shit. Pivots, turns around, doesn't, again, miss a beat, just keeps going. Then he stops at this little gift store. I'm thinking, what the hell does he need in there? Comes out with, like, this little tiny can of hairspray. Now, there's not much on the top of his head by this time. You know, a little bit of a comb over, and that's about it. 
But when we finally get to the the escalator, he's like, "So, you know, Greg, how long you've been with the company, and do you like it?" And making small talk, chit chat, chit chat. And he says, "Hey, can you hold on a second? Uh, I want There was somebody on a junket from the park. He wanted to make sure they had a ride home, which I thought was very cool. But his mind looked like it was going a hundred different directions. Like he knows he's got a meeting tomorrow morning. He's got to go to dinner tonight with somebody. Though he was friendly and nice, it just seemed like." You know, a guy that you know is busy. But that's my one Dick Nunes story. So There is a legend here at Walt Disney World about right before uh, the Magic Kingdom opened and, and Contemporary opened, just like days before the grand opening. And they just finished up with the con- construction over the Contemporary, and the landscapers are out, out front, and they're throwing sod left and right, trying to, you know, cover up the dirt. And... Legend has it that Dick Nunes rolls out there and says, you know what, guys, I really want to help you out, but I don't know how. And the landscaper looks at him, throws him some sod, and goes, green side goes up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure if it's true. It's been floating around here as long as I can remember. And just about about every single, single, well, I heard it first in Traditions back in 1998, and I heard it. Like, I was on opening teams of a couple attractions, and everything the night before looks like it's not going to open up. And then it goes ahead, and it it does open, you know, magically. We've determined that the Walt Disney Company is notorious for making up their own BS and forwarding that on to... Yeah, I I know for sure right now that the cast member tour that you get when you hire on as an employee is perpetrating... Uh, urban legends that are untrue. Now, it's very possible that they think it's true because they heard it from someone who told them it was true, who heard it from someone who had a reliable source that was there when it happened. You know, all those third parties, you know, uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever it's called, everybody knows somebody that knew somebody that was there, and it's a a little horse crap, but, you know, it's become a legend. It all goes back to the thing that frontline cast members really oh, no have shit. no idea. <laughs> well, for for the traditions class, and pretty much every every time a person stands up in front of a crowd at whether it's in a Disney class or whether it's on stage, they have a script, and they say exactly what's in their script. Sure. So somebody somewhere wrote that, and if you if you you know vary from the script, you get in trouble. So. Yeah, well, I told you about that. Uh, it was called "Eye on Walt Disney World." It was for the 25th anniversary. Stated right in this publication from, from Disney, the Casablanca plane was purchased from a guy in Texas. It's the actual plane that was in the movie. Blah 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 blah. Not we true. All know that's not true. Yeah. So, Earl. Hey, are you there? Yeah, there's a, a oh. lot of stuff like that. Okay. But it also goes back. A lot of the stuff goes back to. Uh, they remember how we were starting internet rumors and seeing how <laughs> how long it would take for it to show up. Back then, it was um, well when I when I first started playing the rumor game, it was back on uh, Recarts Disney Parks on the news groups. Uh huh. You just you'd pop in and you know say something, and next thing you know, it'd be all over the place. It was a good time. I bet that's 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 like messing with people and you know telling them stuff. And we used to tell some cast member uh, security, and we'd have to walk through pirates. There was a couple keys in pirates. It's a tradition to to smack the fat lady on the ass as you walk by in, in the auction scene. And you'd, you'd catch some guy later still doing it. Oh yeah, you know they told me I was supposed to do. You know it's like a security tradition. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's 
all kinds of stuff like that. That's why I truly believe. Now I could be totally wrong that you know the stupid hidden Mickey on the uh, the mansion in the dining scene is some cast member sometime playing a prank and it's now stayed there and it's become this huge you know following of the well, stupid hidden Mickey supposedly stuff. Supposedly that's what it is. That's what the legend is. Is that it's not supposed to be there and then the cast members move it. And then Walt Disney Imagineering comes back and they, Replace you know, it. move it back the way it's supposed to be. And then the cast members go back and they move it back. And well, you supposedly know, that's what happened. I actually don't believe that that's what actually happened either. I think that it was put there from the get go, and they say that it's not supposed to be there. Okay. You know? Now here's a I I, I was going to ask you this earlier, and this has to do with the difference between Disneyland and Disney World cast members on stage presence, show all that. At your mansion, the one thing that always impressed me about the Walt Disney World mansion from from being there as a kid, you walk in the queue, the doors are closed, they open the door, almost every cast member I've ever had there is trying to be creepy, you know, welcoming you in, you know, get off the blood red carpet, stand in the dead center, blah, blah, blah. They close the doors. The sh- you're, you're 100% immersed into it. You go to Disneyland's mansion, the door to the foyer rarely closes. The cast really? member, oh yeah, yeah it's really. it's rare. It's usually people are bleeding out into the uh, queue Festival, area. Yeah. You go into the elevator room. I realize yours is just the stretching room. Ours is an elevator. Yep. And there's one or two famous cast members that ham it up every time. But on average, it's more like, please step to the center of the room, step away from the walls. You know, it's none of this drag. There's a couple guys. Please drag your carcass to the dead center step off the blood red carpet and they ham it up but it's like two percent of our employees i've never once been to the disney world one where i didn't get that whole immersion a hundred percent see yeah. if you you there there are two ways to looking at at something you can either look at it as a job where you're sitting there pushing a button and walking around and you're going to be bored out of your mind for eight hours or if you go in and you're i mean have some fun! Holy cow! I couldn't even imagine that. I mean, that's that's part of the that's part once again part of the fun of working here is you get to be someplace else. You get to be somebody else. You don't have to be the boring person you are outside. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Especially there. I know. I know some cast members who well, working at Mansion is hard to get into. You work over in, in AdLib, and and you basically everybody starts at Pirates. And then they either roll into Jungle Cruise or Mansion. Hmm. After the fact. What's that? Adventureland Liberty Square. Oh, okay, okay. It's an area. Yeah, I loved working the island. One, I loved the the costume, you know, the Calvary. Uh, We kind of had our own thing going over there. When I was uh, a lead, I wore a one-star general's thing on my hat. We got in trouble about that a few times. The, the assistant lead would wear a colonel's, and then some of the other guys would bring in corporals and other things to put on their, their uniforms just to have a little extra fun. Uh, the cast, I mean, the, the public loved it. The guests thought this was cool. Hey, colonel, hey, hey, general, you know, and we had guns. Of course, the kids always wanted to touch them. And then these, there was these, like, heavy iron replicas, but they were fun. We used them to hammer nails back in that were coming out, kind of did our own maintenance thing if we needed to. And it was really a, an interactive thing for the the guests. When you wear just a plain old security costume, it's more like, you know, where's the toilet? Uh, see, I think it's that <laughs> sign that says restroom right behind you. You know, I love the one. Where's the castle? Please turn around. 
know, I, I, the questions that are sometimes so damn obvious, it's hard not to be a smartass sometimes to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta bite your tongue. Oh, yeah. you do, you do so much sometimes. But, Gosh. <laughs> as long as you finish out any transaction with "Have a magical day," you're good to go. Oh, is that it? Is that the is that the key? Oh, right now, every time I've called Disney World, at the very end of it, and have a magical day. It's like, oh boy, you're just nice. you're well, drinking I mean, the Kool Aid, man. It's, it's <laughs> at the time when you have to hold your tongue. The key thing is, if you if you say anything with a smile, like me, I'm 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 a smart aleck, obviously. So I could I can get away with saying a lot more to a lot more people, because they they you can tell by looking at somebody whether they're really insulting you or not. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I joke with everybody who's coming by me, and even. You know, I'm not. I don't work in an onstage role right now, but I do wander around because I'd go nuts if I st- if I was stuck in my little cubicle all day. So I get out in the parks and I wander around. I try to have some interactions with some guests, and you know, yeah. If, but I goof off with everybody, not just you know. You go- you goof off for one or two pers- people, you're gonna they're gonna think you're insulting them. You goof off with everybody, and you know. Yeah. You're, it's all. You're oh the yeah. On, on the island, yeah. you know, the the, the the frantic mother, my my can't find my son. I, I I'm sure he's floating in the river. I'm sorry, ma'am. We don't allow that here at Disneyland. I'm sure he's not floating in the river. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and they look at you like, you know, I'm, I'm serious, ma'am. We don't let kids get off the island. You know, so, but <laughs> sometimes it gets you a funny look. But no, we don't allow that kind of thing here. <laughs> hey, hey, gentlemen. Yeah. That's down at knots. What's not? What'd you say, what? Earl? Well, that Knott's Berry Farms is where they float, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's over yeah. Six Flags and Knott's. They do that kind of thing over there, not here at Disneyland. All right. Uh, I think it's time to wrap. Dude, it's almost 3 o'clock here at the vacation home. Yeah. Well, wow. 2.30-ish. We're rolling on two hours and ten minutes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and, and I just think of my bandwidth usage when I try to post this whole freaking show. You may want to cut it off the, into the, two. This one's getting cut into two, I think. Because, damn. Yeah, it's a bit long. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> oh, can I... Okay, have you stopped recording yet? No. No, we oh, sign okay. off, we say goodnight, we do all okay, that Okay, hold thing. on. Why? Oh, uh, just... Okay. What are we waiting for, I wonder? No, no, not... No. What? Story at the end. Sorry, people listening. I got another story after the show that you can't hear. Oh, okay. okay. So <laughs> let's do the housekeeping. Uh, Greg at micecast.com email. Uh, Mike at micecast.com and Earl. Throw in your uh, email while we're at it and your uh, voicemail at gmail.com and two zero six nine eight four four tov for the voicemail line. Okay, uh, we have gotten some email suggestions. I think we're going to start rolling into those. Greg and I have talked about it. We got a couple good suggestions, so future shows we'll uh, we'll hit those emails and uh, take your show suggestions. If you want to send us more, Greg's already given you his email address. You can find me at mike at micecast.com and the voicemail line of two zero six six hundred mice two zero six six zero zero six four two three. And uh, Earl, who's who left you your first voicemail ever? Was that you guys? That was me. Yeah. Uh, was it? I was on jury duty. Remember? Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Oh, oh we can't remember. We we can't forget the pimp my show either. Imaginarymyway.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. All right. So, Earl, thanks. Uh, 
thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving hey, us the giving fun. us the Florida viewpoint on the cast member situation. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being patient with all the cut-ins, you know. Extended hours. And um, I hope to do it again sometime. Oh, for sure, dude. Definitely. All right. So all that's left to do is say goodnight. Okay, goodnight. <laughs> goodnight. This show is a member of the Disney Podcast Network family. Hosted by Jeff at Meandering Mouse. The DPN is a collective discussion forum consisting of some of the finest unofficial Disney podcasts available on the Internet. Pay a visit to www.disneypodcastnet.com and join in on all the fun with your favorite Disney podcasters and listeners. 